Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 51 of the Mind Body Musings Podcast. Yeah. I'm super excited about this show in particular because I was thinking about doing it for the last episode, but I didn't. So I'm finally getting to record this show. And it is the five things I've learned in the last 50 episodes. And before I start talking about those five things, I want to tell you first and foremost, that on Fridays, I will now be posting blogs. I've started to do this for about a month and a half now, and I wanted to make sure that it became a habit for me before I announced it, but every Friday, you can pretty much guarantee that there will be a new blog post on my site, so you can go to um, my homepage, and you'll just see on the blog post section a new title. So check back on Fridays. Sometimes I send out emails. So if you're not on my email list, um, you're not receiving up to dates about where I am, what I'm doing, new stuff, new posts, my favorite things. Make sure you're on that. You can get on that by going to maddiemoon.com slash newsletter. And you'll also get my book, 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession. But from there on, you'll be updated with what's going on with me, where I'm at, um, insights onto disordered eating, exercise addiction, and living without perfection as your main goal in life. So if you like that stuff, head over there and get that book and get on my list so that you're updated with my podcast and all that jazz. But for everyone else, just so you know, because I don't always send out an email on Fridays about this, there are posts on Fridays that you can read and enjoy. And from the bottom of my heart, I would appreciate if you sent it to someone who could really use that nugget of wisdom for that day. Um, Also, I'm really, really, really stoked. Why? Because I finally upgraded my podcast recording um, gear, equipment, whatever. Um, Yeah, so it's been 50 episodes and I finally took the plunge and bought all this stuff to make the sound quality a lot better and um, hopefully it is. I think that there were some issues going on before with the sound, so I've filtered that out. No pun intended, because I'm using something called a filter. Um, And so hopefully the quality is a lot better sounding. Yay! Okay, so let's talk about the review of the week. So this one says, Madeline's podcast is awesome with five stars from Brave Hannah. 
I love this podcast. Madeline has great content and has had some awesome guests. I feel like she does a great job speaking with the guests and keeping the conversation going. I appreciate her honesty about her life and the fitness modeling world. I've learned so much from her and thanks to the podcast, I have committed to really fixing my metabolism, digestion, after a history of low-calorie dieting. I've also loved the podcast about self-confidence and having a positive body image. Yay, Brave Hannah. Thank you so much for sharing that awesome review. It made my day. I'm so, so, so thankful for, you know, you, you listening to the show every week because I know who you are and you're always commenting on my stuff. And it really, really means a lot to me to know that there's someone out there that's really putting the steps that I put on the show into practice. So thank you so much for that wonderful review. Made my day. And now it is time to get started with the five things I've learned in the last 50 episodes. Number one, I change and it's okay. The reason why I wanted to start out with this one is because more recently, I have really understood how far I've come in the past 50 episodes, especially since I just got, for example, I just got back from a trip. You know, I was, I went on a trip to see, um, to go to a wedding with my boyfriend and normally months out from a trip, I would be questioning all my meals, all my workouts, Googling gyms nearby, trying to schedule in a way to get to the gym while he was doing something, stressing about how am I going to be able to make it over there? Do I need to get an Uber to get over to the gym so that I could work out? And then how do I get back in time so that I can change and have a shower and have dinner with his friends or family? And all these questions were running through my head and for the first time in, a long, long time, I went on a trip and I didn't worry about eating. I didn't worry about, quote, exercising or working out because I trusted my body to, I know by now that I'm going to eat in a way that makes me feel good. I'm not going to have certain foods just because they're presented to me. I'm going to just, I'm still going to be eating the way I want to eat and nothing is going to change because I've tried it out. I've tested the theory. I've eaten without working out. I've eaten different various foods. I've eaten sweets. I've eaten salty things. I've eaten all this stuff. And I've realized as long as I eat it with intention, I eat it mindfully, I will stop when I am full. I will not go overboard and I will not gain weight uh, to an unnecessary level. I will just gain weight from enjoying myself. And if I do gain a couple pounds, again, I can change and it's okay. It's fine because I trust my body to get back in its routine to be in a happy place that works for me. Right now, my weight, I maintain it effortlessly. That's why I know it's a happy weight. I don't have to do anything to stay here. It just happens. So whenever I get off track of the course of my weight or I fluctuate or I eat differently, I don't care anymore. I don't care because I know this by now, I know that this is my what is the word? Homeostasis. I understand this is the weight I will return to when things go back to quote normal, when I'm eating in a way that I enjoy on a day-to-day basis, because I do have a way I enjoy on a day-to-day basis. But if I do change my weight or if I do go on a trip, I know now it's okay. So I literally mean my body can change and it's okay, but I also mean I've changed in the past year. I've changed a lot. When I started this podcast, I had anyone on the show. I had people come on the show that talked about low carb. I had people talk about veganism. I had people talking about paleo and all these things because I was interested in those things. I'm not interested in those things anymore. (laughs) Some things I am interested in because of their story, but I'm not necessarily interested in their diet and how it's like the end all be all because I know it works for them. 
And I'll talk a little bit about that later, but that's an, that's a huge way that I've changed. I don't really, I'm not that interested in hearing about any kind of biohacking techniques. I'm not interested in hearing about fasting. And I'm a lot pickier on who comes onto my show now that I have um, stronger beliefs about what I choose, how I choose to coach, how I choose to write. I want my podcast to reflect that in every way. And that's a big change. So if you go back to those earlier episodes, you might not really pick up on that because you're going to be thinking, oh, this is a podcast about food and nutrition, like all the other shows. Well, it's not. And I really hope that people listen to those first episodes are also listening to these last ones so that they can get some insight onto how the show has evolved um, in its own unique way. And I wouldn't take back any of the episodes, but I certainly am grateful for moving forward and having a more concrete, concise picture on what I want to be sharing. And that's because I changed and it's okay. The next thing I would like to talk about um, in regards to this first point is my changing with movement. I have recently, I mean, in the past year I went from, I was really trying to figure it out, honestly. And I'm back at a point where I'm trying to figure out what, what do I like? How do I like to move my body? What's more fun? And I think what it comes down to is the seasons are changing. So I am wanting to get outside more and I'm not wanting to lift weights the way I always have. I've actually taken a step back from that and I'm enjoying more of the slower movements and um, the ones that really promote practice, not just a workout, but practice. So for example, hot yoga, Bikram yoga, as you heard in my last um, podcast, been trying out some pole dancing, which is like gymnastics. And that is really, really challenging and is really hard. You had to listen to that last episode to get some more insight on why that's fun right now. Um, gymnastics, but the thing I'm not really feeling right now is weightlifting, and that's like a big like, whoa, she's not going to get stronger, 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 what? Well, yeah, I don't feel like it, so I'm not doing that. Sorry. Just kidding, but I really, it's it's true, I'm really kind of, I'm still going to go here and there, I'll probably go a, once or twice a week to just have fun, because it does feel good, but it's not a routine that I have to do daily, and that in itself is a big change, because that's been my go-to for a while. But I was was I was able to say, you know, it's not serving me right now. I'm kind of fighting it mentally. So every time I put my shoes on, I'm like, no. So when that starts to happen, that's when I know I'm in the wrong place. If I'm putting my shoes on, heading out the door, and it's, or I'm thinking about it the morning of, thinking, okay, I got to make sure I got to schedule this in. I got to schedule this in. Anytime I start having those obsessive or addictive thoughts, I take a step back and I say, just because the rest of the world is doing this does not mean I need to be doing this. What else is there? What can I go explore now that's different from this that I can get excited about because I want to be excited every day? So that's my first one. I change and it's okay. The next one is from episode 18 with uh, guest Lee Peel. Something I learned from her is that there are people who will go to the gym and they'll train hard and they will burn less calories than people who just go about their day-to-day life and do... Um, moderate activity, but they cook, they clean, they move their body, they walk around, they they take their dogs out, they drive their car, they go grocery shopping, they do all these daily activities and they could burn way more calories than someone that is sedentary and goes to the gym and lifts weights for an hour and a half and then goes home. My point of saying this is 
not to say, oh yeah, burn more calories doing this way. That's not my point. My point is saying in our minds, a lot of us have created these beliefs that we must go to the gym to have a quote real workout and to burn real calories. But what we don't realize is that we're actually using calories to walk around and live our lives. They're useful for that purpose, for conversations, for talking, for working, for writing, for reading, for kissing, for dancing. Calories are needed for every single thing you're doing. Right now, if you're sitting in the car and you're listening to this episode, you are using your calories that you just had for breakfast or lunch. You're using them. You don't need to have a workout to have a calorie burning session or mentally just say, okay, good. Now I can justify eating today. That is not at all how it works. You need, that's why that's why calories were they're just energy. That's what they are. They are a unit of energy. And so her telling me that saying that it's kind of silly for us to have these if it fits your macro diets, thinking that we have a certain set of macros every single day. Well, every day is different. Some days you may be cooking way more than the other days. Some days you may be making holiday dinners or breakfast dinners or whatever. And it's just I mean breakfast dinners. <gasps> Birthday dinners is what I meant to say but you're preparing food for a big family or you're all going hiking, those things take energy. So when you start to think about it in terms of that, thinking energy is not only useful, but it's crucial. You must have it to move around. This helped me a lot to give me a break from that mentality of a must workout so that I can deserve my food. I don't think that way anymore, but I know a lot of people do. And I think this episode is really important for anyone to listen to if they have those kind of thoughts and they're still addicted to exercise or thinking they have to have it in order to do this or that. That's episode 18 once again. The next point, number three, the three, the third thing that I learned in the past 50 episodes was from episode 12 with Michelle Yeager. I loved this episode for so many reasons. I kind of feel like Michelle is my soul sister. We both got up and moved randomly. We got the cutest dogs ever, started over, and we both started intuitive eating. Michelle's path ended differently than mine. When she found, she ended up finding what works for her, and it does happen to have a specific diet title, but that's not what I really learned from this amazing woman. I learned that sometimes in order to finally understand intuitive eating and to finally find that happy place with food, you got to eat everything shame-free to find your intuition again. You got to just eat everything. You got to give yourself permission. I love Michelle because she came on the show confident and sharing her story and talking about how when she got started with intuitive eating, you know, she used to be a fitness model. She used to do competitions and she was all in it and 100% very, very, very lean She has 33,000 followers on Instagram and every single one of those people were commenting on her picture saying, you look great, you look great, what are you doing? Every day. So she had to face that day in, day out. I got a taste of that. I have a taste of what that's like to have people looking up to you for your aesthetics and she got it every single day from morning till night. And she found a way to break free from all that and create her own path. And one thing that she did have to do in order to achieve intuitive eating and find a place where she knew what foods made her feel best was she had to start eating everything and anything. And she'd stopped going to the gym for four months, five months. She didn't step into one one time. She ate everything she wanted to, shame-free, guilt-free. It may have started with some initial feelings, but she quickly said, Those feelings are not going to be serving me in this process, so I'm going to eat this, I'm going to love it, I'm going to move on with my day, 
And then eventually she found what works for her. But the key with this episode and something that I believe can be applied to a lot of people's lives is that you you can't just jump from rules to intuitive eating without a few bumps. There are going to be bumps. But the key is with those bumps to allow them, to accept them, to move on, not to sit and dwell on them and beat yourself up because that's what's going to keep you in the cycle. That's what's going to make you think, what is intuitive eating? Why am I doing this wrong? Allow yourself to make bumps in your path so that you can find foods that make you feel best without even having to put thought into it. But it does not happen overnight. It takes trial and error. It takes not stepping into a gym sometimes. Sometimes it takes eating everything you want, but you have to start with permission and taking shame out of the equation. So that's episode 12 once more. The fourth thing I learned in the past 50 episodes is that everything works. Everything works in regards to moving your body, to food, to um fasting or not fasting, to meal timing, to sleep, to optimizing, to hacking, everything works. There's absolutely zero reason to adopt any one specific diet. Because doing something day in, day out, especially if it does not make you feel best, will not serve a purpose for your long-term health. Because let's come down to, when we come down to it, we say that we're trying to be healthy, but in reality, we're trying to look a certain way. Realign your focus and think about what's really important to you. Is it looking a certain way, period, and making all these sacrifices to look a certain way? If that's it, maybe just go adopt a diet. Go adopt a diet, do a day in, day out, and then when you're 85 years old, look back. Tell me if it worked for you. If not, if not, then adopt the mindset of everything works. You can be vegan one day. You can be paleo one day. You can be only grains one day. You can intermittent fast one day. You can do whatever you want. Because everything works. Every diet out there works for someone. So that's why it's so confusing when people are saying, well, this person said this works. This person said this works. I don't know which to choose. Why don't you not choose either one? You know they both work. You know they both require long-term commitments to get any one specific uh, goal achieved. Why don't you just create your own goal as in enjoy life Have fun with your dates or with your hubby or with your family and your kids, with the park outside, with your dog, with vacations, with your, the business you've always wanted to create, that book that's been sitting on your bedside you've been wanting to read for forever. Get your nails done. Go play a sport. Do something frivolous and silly that makes you say, do I really have time to do this? Go do it. Go do that thing. Focus on those things and relax knowing that no matter what you eat, Um, uh, you know, granted, you're not allergic to it. You're not going to die. You're not going to just wake up one day and look like a different person. You're still you. You still have your same soul. Eat what makes you nourished in that moment. And that is the best you can do. That is how I live. I do not eat a particular diet. I eat anything I feel like, but I know what foods make me feel like a rock star. And they're not the same foods that make a lot of people feel like a rock star. I love dairy. I love grains. I am a rice addict. I eat so much rice. I eat so many blueberries. I eat, I eat cereal, but I eat tons of broccoli and tons of Brussels sprouts. I love carrots. I love real food, but I also love, I have my my certain things that are not, quote, real food that I also thoroughly enjoy, like granola and bars, Quest bars. You know, I have those things I love, but sometimes I eat things outside of those because I'm enjoying an occasion or, or I feel like it. So some days I'll wake up and I'll feel like just eating nothing but fruit 
that's okay. I know that I know that veganism works for some people. Whatever. If that is like your your mindset that will help you take the next step, then adopt it. Because if I have learned anything in the past 50 episodes, it's that everyone says something works. Especially in my earlier episodes when everyone was talking about, you know, doing this with carbohydrates, doing this with fat, doing this with your protein cyclings. You know, it's just so obvious to me that all this stuff works, but it really comes down to what is working for you. What is working right now for you? What is not working right now for you? Take those things out. All right, um, let's see, what is next? The last thing, number five, I'm going to say, is that people that talk about the perfect diets, all the people out there talking about the perfect diet, the one that they're stressing is the one that works, that works, that works, they too are going through some kind of turmoil. I'm not saying that it's diet-related turmoil. I'm not saying that it's aesthetics related turmoil but I'm just saying people are people no matter who they are no one is perfect in this world so when you put someone up on a pedestal and you say this person is like a god this person is amazing I had to follow everything this person says what they says is law it's rule that's when you're getting you're setting yourself up for a big disappointment because those people behind the scenes are going through a lot of crap on their own they have their own things there are no black and whites same goes with food. You know, there are good things about certain foods, like coconut oil, for example. Coconut oil is great, but you can't abuse it. You can do it wrong. You can't eat it. You can't have 12 tablespoons in a day and it gets sick. You can get sick. Not everything is perfect in itself. Nothing is good or bad in itself. It's just what's working for you. And like I said, people are going through their own things. And a lot of people that do say, not everyone, some people have found diets that really make them feel wonderful. Like my friend Michelle Yeager, for example, she eats a certain way and it makes her feel really, really awesome. And I can tell it, it, it comes off, it makes her feel good. But at the same time, she can be going through a lot of stuff, like even in this moment right now, as you're listening to this, that I have no clue about. And that's why I don't put anyone up on a pedestal. It could be with their diet. People could be the same way that whenever I was a bodybuilder and I was saying, this is the best diet ever, clean eating all the way. I was going through a ton of turmoil and I was really sad and I was really frustrated and I kept putting off this vibe into the, my online world, making my pictures look as happy as possible, acting like I was the happiest person ever when deep down I was going through a lot of stuff and I needed to break out of that. Another thing is people can change their minds at any moment and you, ha- you must allow them to. People who you once worshipped for being paleo, they may decide that doesn't work for them anymore and you have to accept that and move on and let them do that because that's their life to live and we have no right to tell anyone how to live their lives. I hope that comes across right. I hope that makes sense. Um, The last thing that I want to talk about is my top favorite episodes from the past 50 episodes. These are in no particular order and you can find the links to these on um, in the show notes for this episode. This is maddiemoon.com slash mbm51. So if you want to just find the episodes immediately, you can go to that link and you can get the links for all of these or you can just look on whatever podcast uh, app you're using on your phone and you can download them and enjoy them on a morning walk. So these are in no order, like I said. The first one I'm going to say is Jordan Younger. It was an absolutely amazing episode. Um, she is an inspirational woman. I'll be having her back on the show soon. She's just writing a book. She she is she was a, used to be a vegan and she broke free and she talks about her um, the stuff she had to go through when people put her on a pedestal and how she broke out of it. The next one is going to be Drew Manning because this man surprised me beyond belief. He is the fit to fat to fit guy and I kind of assumed 
you know, I'm shameful to say this, but I kind of assumed going into the episode that he would talk about calories and how to get the best aesthetics, but he blew my mind with his empathy and his understanding and how important it is to really move your body in a way that feels well, feels good for you, and eat in a way that feels good for you, regardless of your aesthetics, just to do what works for you. And I love that about Drew Manning. The next one is Emily Jean, because me and her, we're, we're like soul sisters. We totally clicked on clean eating. We talked about the flaws of it. We talked about all sorts of amazing stuff. If you like the stuff that I put out there on my Facebook page and my podcast on my website, you're going to love Emily Jean. The next one, as I said already, is Lee Peel. I told you why I love that episode, but even more so, she's down to earth. She's funny. She's collected. She's calm. She's cool. She's honest. Check that one out. And then the last one is going to be George Bryant because I wanted to cry throughout that entire episode. He was so honest. He was so real. He shares his story of getting his legs blown up, how he experienced disordered eating, bulimia, um, binge eating, like everything, and goes into great detail and how he got out of it and how he created and manifested the life of his dreams with his new partner. Um, listen to that one. It's incredible. And then my favorite books in this past year I wanted to talk about real quickly First of all, this is a guest that I'm going to be having on the show in a couple weeks. I think I'm recording with him this weekend, but it won't be on for a while. And I'm crying. I'm so excited. Like, that's how I've I get excited about certain guests. But him, I have been he is my hero. Jake Ducey of The Purpose Principles, one of the most amazing books I've ever read. Some people I just click really well with and his writing spoke to me in so many ways. So I highly recommend The Purpose Principles by Jake Ducey. And that's D-U-C-E-Y. Uh, again, I will have the links to all of these in the show notes at maddiemoon.com slash mbm51 if you would just want to go and click on it. The next one is Inspired and Unstoppable by Tama Keeves. I picked up this book at the bookstore. I flipped it open. I saw the author lives in Denver. I looked up her website. I saw she had a workshop the next day. I went to the workshop. I met her even before reading the book. I met a whole bunch of amazing women. I just felt called to do this and so to go to that workshop, and now I feel called to share this book with you. Inspired and Unstoppable is amazing, and it's written in the funniest way. She is one of the funniest authors I have ever read, and I highly recommend this book for anyone that is chasing dreams but have that still has that feeling of fear. And let's face it, we all kind of do, right? The next one I've talked about so many times in the show, The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler. This book launched me into my coaching career, my coaching passion. I have quotes on little green sticky notes all over my wall from this book. It was a game changer for me. So anyone that has a story that wants to share their story with the world and help others through whatever your gift is. If you've experienced something and now you have a, the the passion to share your story and help others going through that same thing, get the Prosperous Coach because it's going to help you feel uh, empowered and very, very inspired to chase after your coaching dreams. And on that note, if you are interested in coaching, contact me um, at mindbodymusings at gmail.com because I'm starting something kind of new. So if you have a story and you're wanting to share it, contact me there because I would love to see how I can serve you as a coach. Um, Something I'm experimenting with lately and having a little bit of fun. So if this is something that you are interested in, come to me. Come to me first and I'll share a little something with you. The next one is Make It Happen by Laura Casey. This one was a very quick read, but it was a great story and she shared just the trials that she faced when she wanted to make something happen in her life and she's very 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 vulnerable and honest with her readers she's also adorable she's just one of those happy happy adorable people that you just want to know and get coffee with but the book is the next best thing 
Um, the next one is mindful eating. I always butcher this name, Dr. Jan Bays. I think I think that's what it is. But she wrote Mindful Eating, and that is a book that I use in my day-to-day practice with everything, with food, with intimacy, with life, with coaching. Intuitive eating is nothing without being mindful, in my opinion. You need mindful eating with intuitive eating. So if you're trying out intuitive eating and it's not working for you, make sure that you grab your copy of Mindful Eating. And again, links to this are in the show notes, so go just head there. And then the very last book I finished um, yesterday, last night, It Was Me All Along by Andy Mitchell. This is by far the best book I've ever read. It Was Me All Along by Andy Mitchell. I felt like I was in the story. I felt like I wanted to cry a million times. She goes over her childhood into her high school years to college from binge eating night after night and what it felt like what it was like to eat that chocolate sour cream cake that she ate she she writes so incredibly well you cannot put the book down and then on the flip side in the second half of the story she talks about how she starts losing the weight and obsessively counting calories and so if you're resonating with that story with me you're going to resonate with that story in the book but the first portion with the um, binge eating, it's just very eye-opening for me so that I can understand more of my clients and what they're going through when they come to me with binge eating. But also just the emotional side of food and how it can be comforting and the holes that it can fill in a heart and how she eventually found peace and love. And she has a blog and a website and hopefully I'll be getting her on the show. I'm going to be sending her a million emails trying to get her on. Um, But that's an amazing book. So that would probably be my first recommendation. It was me all along. Because it's a very quick read. You'll be done with it in a couple days. And again, um, all these links for everything in the show you can find on my site. This is episode 51 of the podcast. That's all I have to come to you with today. I have had a blast with this episode and thinking about what things I wanted to share with you guys. If you have any questions, please let me know. And don't forget, I have an ebook for sale now, a digital workbook. I'm sorry. Not an ebook, a workbook. So if you want to get the workbook, go to maddiemoon.com slash free your mind, free your mind, and read up on it. It's only $29 and it's a digital download, so it'll be sent you directly, sent to you directly, and you can write in the workbook online. You don't have to print it out or anything. And I hope you get this book. Let me know your thoughts. I'm really excited about it. I spent months working on it. So far, I've gotten amazing feedback. If you experience anything with disordered eating, exercise um, addiction, or the need to use food as a false mechanism for uh, coping or controlling your life, then this workbook is a great place to start. And that's all I have to say today. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you next week. Bye.